Every day I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby. And Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean. Just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews, and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney Plus. Join Reddit on Wiki every Monday and Friday for some of the most jaw-dropping stories Reddit has to offer. With each episode, John, Sean, and Josh meticulously curate the most engaging content from Reddit, transforming it into a podcast experience filled with laughter, awe, and sometimes disbelief. I, I bet. Get ready for a roller coaster ride of emotions with the most captivating stories from the corners of the internet. Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's a special Friday edition of the Hey Fresh podcast with me, your hostess, Sarah Fraser. Um, I have Dr. Neil Barnard, the renowned famous doctor from the documentary What the Health, which aired a couple years ago on all plant-based, going vegan, and the meat industry, all the chemicals that are in it. So Dr. Neil Barnard has a brand new book I'm going to be telling you about and a brand new interview that I'm dropping here in a second. But I want to thank our sponsor, Deco Crated. Have you heard of them? They are a subscription site where they bring you four new boxes Every, all year, every season, four new boxes filled with beautiful home decor items. Deco Created is filled with a community of influencers, too, that love to share what they do with these awesome items. We have a great code, too. Hey for H10 and Hey for H30. Hey for H10 gets you $10 off your first box. It's priced at $79.99. Boop, you're getting it for $69.99. And it's filled with over $200 in value. Hey for H30 gets you $30 off your subscription for the year. And guess what? They work with local artisans. The Spring Box is featuring Kelly Merker. She's born in El Paso, Texas, now lives in Parkland, Florida. And she has a unique selling point for Deco Created because she's a local artist. And the items that she's creating, you're not going to get in any department store anywhere. Like this month, they have a cute art piece of artwork that's for your home. Home. Also, these great slip pillow covers for spring, a metallic lantern, tabletop tray that comes uh, with spring, and then it has these cute candle holders, a tote, and so much more. Definitely check out Deco Created. It's D E C O C 
R-A-T-E-D.com. Use our code HeyFrage10, HeyFrage30. You're going to love your subscription. Four new boxes, or you can just get a one-off and see how you like it, and then boom, you'll be loving it nonstop. Don't wait, though. These deals will be ending, so do HeyFrage10 or HeyFrage30. Every day she'll make you say, oh my God, she got the scoop. Dr. Barnard, we're doing a take two. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to be with you because I got to meet you a couple years ago. All the success of What the Health documentary, which yes. was enormous, and my first intro into plant-based living. Uh, but you have a brand new book out. It's called Your Body in Balance, The New Science of Food, Hormones, and Health. I love this book. I'm almost through up to the chapter on um, chemicals in our environment. We'll get to that. But what I love about this book, and I think what my audience for the Hey Fresh podcast is going to love, is you really talk heavily about women, fertility issues, things like PCOS, PCOS, endometriosis, and plant-based. So first, tell me, give me an overall of what the book is about, and then I want to go into fertility and food. Sure. Um, It's about hormones. And what hormones are, are they're things that start at one place in your body, um, like the pancreas makes insulin, which is a hormone that goes through the blood to another part of the body where it directs what your body's going to do. So insulin allows sugar to get into your cells. Okay. Or the ovaries. They make estrogens that go to the uterus and get it ready for a pregnancy. Or in a man's body, the testes make testosterone that go to his brain and make him want to run for president. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, or, um, or that. Okay. You, you see what I mean. Yes. Anyway, um, so what people don't know is that if their hormones are out of balance, either too low or too high, they could cause all kinds of problems, infertility, cramps, uh, even hormone-related cancers, many problems. The key is... You can adjust your hormones. You can get them back into balance based on what you ate for breakfast and lunch and dinner and snacks. And, and the foods that make up your general dietary pattern control your hormones. People have no idea about this. Their doctor doesn't tell them. And we have no idea which foods I should eat, which I should leave out. So that's what it's about. I, I know. And we'll get into plant-based. Um, but, you know, I, I was just telling you about my triploidy miscarriage and how that's kind of made me aware of fertility. Um, tell me this. You know, we really don't hear anything about food and fertility, but it right. seems like a lot more women. And again, maybe this is just because there's obviously a bigger population in the world. People are talking about things, social media. But it seems like women are having a more difficult time getting pregnant and carrying a healthy child to pregnancy. Do you think that's true as a doctor's perspective? A, it's true. B, it's not just women. It's men, too. Um, oh, yes, sp- you're right. Okay. okay, not to freak out, men, if you're listening, sperm counts have dropped by about 50 or 60% over the last uh, half century or thereabouts. Um, but for me, actually, this all started, we got into fertility completely by accident. We got into this whole area by accident. Okay. I was sitting at my desk. The phone rang. It was a young woman. She said, Dr. Barnard, I need your help. I can't get out of bed. She, she had cramps, menstrual cramps. Sure. And many women have menstrual cramps. Their doctors ignore it. Or yeah. they say, take, take ibu- ibuprofen. Ibu- yeah, take ibuprofen or take the pill. And yep. she says, I'm only 14 years old. You know, um, wow. Oh, I'm not kidding. This, this, anyway, uh, they don't think about food. So anyway, this young woman called me up. She needed help. She had a business trip the next day. She said, I can't get on a plane. I can't get out of bed. So I said, let me give you some heavy-duty painkillers for two days. But what's going to stop this from happening next month? And the month after that, and the month after that. And I made a suggestion that I don't think any doctor ever suggested before for menstrual pain. But it, it, it came from 
old research from back from the 1990s that mm. showed that if women have extra estrogen, the, the female sex hormone in their bloodstream, that fuels all kinds of problems, uh, including breast cancer. Yes. So to, to reduce it, we've learned that very high fiber diets reduce estrogen back to a healthier level. So I suggested to her a completely vegan diet. Uh, because, ve by the way, a vegan is not a person from the planet Vegas. That just, <laughs> just, it just means no animal products. Yes. So everything you're eating has fiber, uh, plant roughage, vegetables, fruits, beans, whole grains, lots and lots and lots of roughage, fiber. Sure. So that helps your body to eliminate excess estrogens. She gave it a try. It absolutely flat out cured her her pain. Cramps. Yeah, she, they, they, they didn't come back. So I then did a large study with Georgetown University's Department of OBGYN with a large group of women, and it worked. It reduced PMS, it reduced cramps, it really helped. Um, and it, it's more than just a high-fiber diet. It's We threw out all the animal products, threw out the cheese. Cheese has hormones. I know. That, you really talk about that in the book cheese so much. Cheese has hormones in it. It has estrogens in it. Who knew? Um, but we also even kept oils low. So we, you do the diet the right way. In the course of this study, we found out that PMS got better. I'm talking about uh, bloating, water retention, moodiness. Uh, pain got better. Uh, but, and we published it in a journal called Obstetrics and Gynecology. But in the course of this study, I have to tell you something. We asked all of the participants to not take any hormone medications in the study because that would confuse the results. Right. We wanted to see what diet would do. And so that meant if they were on the pill, the pill is a hormone, don't take the pill, use something else. Use... Some other kind of birth what, control. You could use probably a non-hormonal IUD. Yeah, Do you yeah, like that? Condoms, whatever. Condoms, you know, okay, any, okay. Anything, but just not the pill, because that's going to okay. confuse our study. One of the women said, don't worry about me. I don't use any contraception. She said, my husband and I wanted to have a, a baby, yes. but, but, but we couldn't. Um, it, it just wasn't happening. It, and she said, we've been evaluated. It's not him. It's me. And so we don't, we don't use the pill. We don't use anything. The second month that she was on the low-fat totally vegan, healthy diet. She came in and she said, Dr. Barnard, I've got some news for you. I said, well, what is it? She says, the bad news is I'm leaving your study. And the good news is I am pregnant. <laughs> anyway, she, yes! she, well, she gave birth to a baby, healthy baby, and then a second baby, and then a third baby. And so this, this is a woman who had a diagnosis that she was infertile. And she carried this around forever. She thought she was infertile. What she was was out of balance, in the same way as the first woman who said, I've got menstrual pain. You look at her medical chart, it would have said dysmenorrhea. And that's not, those diagnoses tell us nothing. The truth is they are out of balance with hormones. You change the diet, you get back into balance, and that's what women need to know. And do you think, okay, you know, because fibroids has been big. I've heard a lot of women, you yeah. know, about fibroids. So do you think all that is impacted by diet? Like we're Dr seeing... Dramatically so. Um, yes. What, what, a, wow. a, what a fibroid is... Um, a, a fibroid is not a gift from nature. Um, what it is is... <laughs> it doesn't sound like what it sounds painful. Right, it, yeah, it is, give it back. Awful, yeah. Um, the, the uterus um, has an inner lining called the endometrium, and that's what's responsible for the cramps. In the course of the month, it thickens up in anticipation of pregnancy, and when it breaks apart at the end of the month, that's menstrual flow. But if, if there's too much estrogen in the bloodstream because you've been eating cheese pizza or you haven't been having enough fiber in your diet to help you get rid of it, then what happens is it thickens up too much and that leads to cramps at the end of the month. Um, below that, that endometrial layer is another layer of muscle. The, the, this muscle layer keeps the uterus strong. Yes, um, okay, but, yeah. But inside that muscle layer, there can be little knots of muscle, muscle cells that form. It can start out as the size of a 
a raisin, and it can grow up to be the size of an orange, and that's a fibroid. And many women have them. They're usually not too bad, but sometimes they are, mm-hmm. and they can lead to all kinds of problems and end up being a big reason for hysterectomy in some people. Yes, what, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what drives that? Estrogens again. Um, so if a, if a, a well-meaning person follows nutritional advice, I'm having my three glasses of milk every day, I'm eating my meat, da-da-da-da-da, little do they know that that is not going to get their hormones in balance. It's going to push them out of balance. And f- to prove this, uh, for anyone who's skeptical, after the age of menopause, that's when the ovaries are not making estrogens to anywhere Anymore. near the degree sure. that they were. Um, fibroids gradually start to reduce. Um, so if you want to wait that long, um, that, that's going to help. But for many people, yeah, sure we, they we, become we, can, we can, I believe that we can prevent this or at least slow the growth by changing our diet. Now, and there's a, another condition called adenomyosis. They're like fibroids, only it's cells from that endometrial lining that have escaped into the muscle layer. And they're not forming these little knots. They're, all these conditions are painful. They can all yes. affect fertility. They can affect all kinds of problems. And so my, for me as a doctor, half of my audience is women and men who need help. The other half of my audience is other doctors who need to learn how to help their patients by understanding the cause of these problems. I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I have ta- I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. Ah, that was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. Um, okay, I always have a thousand questions for you. Uh, j- just to go back and then we'll kind of move on because you, you talk about so many great things in this book. But um, fertility. A lot of women listening to this are going to be very inspired by the going plant-based to help them with fertility. But at what point, of course, plant-based helps you at all ages. At what point, though, with women, is it, I mean, we should really be having kids, you know, <laughs> in our 
twenties and thirties, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, over thirty-five. Do you think that plant-based can really help you get pregnant? Because obviously, I'm thirty-eight. I want to get pregnant when I get through this whole triploidy miscarriage, yeah. and um, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. More power I have this to you. Troblastic disease, all this stuff, right? So, but okay, now you're factoring in my age. So, will plant-based really help? Probably for that more than anything. Um, the research on this is not is not finished. But let yeah, me, let I me, bet. Let, let me share with you where we are. Um, when a woman is 20, she's at sort of maximal fertility. And as she reaches 25, 30, 35, 40, her fertility is dropping off. And at 20 or 22 or 23, a woman is going to say, I don't want to raise a family now. I'm starting. I'm just, I'm just getting out of college. Hello, I'm, I'm, I'm still a child I, myself. I, yes, I, yes. Well, <laughs> that, but I'm starting my career. I've, I've got yeah. some other things I need to do, uh, whatever. And let me put it off. And then pretty soon she's 35 and her mother calls her up and says, sweetheart, you know, your biological clock is ticking. It's going to get harder and harder to get pregnant. Don't keep waiting. Da, 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 da. Okay. Have you been talking to my mom? This is like my story. <laughs> it's okay. Well, listen, if you... It's a, a researcher named Daniel Kramer from Harvard years ago looked around the world, and he looked at the loss of, of fertility, the drop-off in fertility, between, say, a woman in her late 20s and a woman in her late 30s. During that, that decade, as she's reaching 30, 31, 32, the drop-off of infertility. And what he found was amazing. In a country like Thailand, in Thailand, the f- fertility is fairly well preserved. The drop-off is about 25%. Um, in Brazil, mm. the drop-off is about 50%. And this is what, after the age of like 35? Oh, or? Um, but between the late 20s okay. and the late 30s. Okay, gotcha. Um, and then in the United States, the drop-off was not 25% like Thailand. It was about 80%. Um, and what he then looked at, he, wow. he added about 20, 22 countries. And the pattern went with dairy consumption, specifically milk consumption. That in Thailand, they do not drink milkshakes right. and cheesecake and that kind of thing. Oh, not a double cheeseburger with several layers of cheese, uh, no? That is not their <laughs> diet. But in Omaha, it is. And right. so, but what, what he reasoned was it's different from what we've been talking about so far. We have been talking about the fact that estrogens are built based on what you ate. Okay. And fatty foods cause your body to have higher estrogen levels. Fiber, high fiber foods, bring them down. Cheese has estrogens in it that carry them in. Avoiding the cheese brings it back down. Now this is mm. something else. This is, this is fertility um, 2.0. Um, the most plentiful nutrient in milk and I'm sorry to beat up on all my friends in the dairy industry, but, but, no, but, but here's, here's what people is, need to know. Here's you the, give some great examples in the book, too. And, and you give actually examples I thought was was really struck me of people um, dealing with cancer. And they actually were on plant-based, doing very well, managing their cancer oh, or yes. reducing it. And then at some point had a drop off and went back to eating meat and cheese. And it, it really did a 180 oh, yes. in their cancer prognosis. Yes. And, and what I want people to, to know about, about dairy is the most plentiful nutrient in a glass of milk is actually sugar. Now, that might sound strange, oh but the, the, the main thing in, in milk, it's not calcium, it's not protein, it's not even fat. It's a sugar called lactose. And in your digestive tract, it breaks apart to make a smaller sugar called galactose that is toxic to the ovary. And it's even linked to ovarian cancer. So in Thailand, nobody's drinking a glass of milk. That's not part of their culture. They just don't do it. Yeah. In America, you're, you're told, drink your milk. You know, it's good for the cow, dairy industry. It's good for your bones, da, 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 da. Now, whether it really is good for your bones is quite a different story. But it breaks apart to release this, this sugar that's toxic to the ovary. So Mother Nature figured you would drink milk from your mother's breast. And at age 18 months or 
24 months, you stop. Right. That's the end. But if you're drinking it forever and ever and ever, a woman who's 22, 25, 28, drinking the milk, the galactose gets into her bloodstream, we believe, according to the best evidence we have, is that it is knocking out her ability to have a child. Wow. All right. Tell me this. I want to go back to this question about vegan diet. You know, oftentimes on my podcast, I go, I'm like vegan like four days a week. And then the other days, to be honest, I like slip and I'll eat a cheeseburger or something like that. Up until this episode, that has all stopped now. Huh. No, it really <laughs> has. Because if I want a shot at having like one healthy child, exactly. I mean, time is tick. You know, you really right. have to take it yeah, seriously. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to talk you out of this. But well, I was going to ask you that. Is it is it all or nothing when it comes to plant-based? You know what I'm saying? Like, and what I mean is, can you cheat? You know, if, you, if sure. you're a person that you're vegan or plant-based five days a week, but then the other two you're not, are you still reaping benefits? Or it's kind of one of those things that You'll, you can't go back and forth? Any change that you make is going to be a good change. However much or little you do is going to be good. In our clinic upstairs, though, I have to say, um, patients come in and they're a pack-a-day smoker. And we say it'd really be a good idea to quit smoking because if you do, your lung cancer risk will go down, your emphysema will, will be, sure. won't stop progressing, your cough's going to go away. And the patient comes back six weeks later. And they say, Doc, <coughs> excuse me, um, I, I, I threw away the cigarettes, but, but I'm still having one at a party, maybe. Or I have maybe one. one. But I, am I still coughing? What's that about? And the doctor says, well, maybe even get rid of that one mm. last cigarette. And then they do, and they do dramatically better. So the analogy with food is that when people um, eliminate most of the dairy and most of the meat, many of them do better um, overall. But that last little bit is remarkable in two ways. First of all, it's often the most important one with regard to continuing problems. That, that, that getting rid of that last bit really does help. The other thing is if, if animal products are always part of your diet, a little part of your diet, they remind you that they're there. And mm. you, do, you, you don't sort of forget about them. So you never really break the addiction. Okay, well, I'm going to be your experiment. I'm doing this vegan thing and see if I can have a baby when all this, you know, my HCG levels are finally down. I have to monitor yeah. them for six months. So in August, I'll have the clear. So I want to be totally prepared. Yeah, the, well, the, 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 the prescription is vegetables, fruits, whole grains, and beans, those healthy four groups. Take a vitamin B12 supplement because, okay. because people are low in B12. Keep oils really low. So a vegan diet shouldn't be a reason to bring in a lot God, of... I love olive oil. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, no. like, I love dipping bread in I, olive oil. Yeah, but you, you don't like it. Well, you know, there's no faucet on the olive plant. Um, okay. In other words, if you got oil out of an olive, yep. they had to throw away all of the fiber and all of the pulp. And they made this... It's kind of like the sugar of the olive tree. You know how mm-hmm. you take sugar cane? Yep. You throw away all the fiber, you end up with sugar. Sure. You take health. You strip it of all, yeah. Right. So an olive, good. Olive oil, less good. Now, olive oil is, is a lot better than butter. Okay, so you're, sure. yep. You know, but but if, but to really succeed, keep the grease low. Um, I have two more questions for you. Tell me, Talk to me about how chemicals in our environment, I think people are really waking up to this, that um, whether it's in plastics, whether it's um, what we're exposed to, uh, you know, Roundup you talk about, you know, people are always spraying their yards with Roundup. Yeah. That seems really scary to me because you can control what you put in your mouth, but we can't really control what our neighbors are spraying or, you know, the... Not always knowing what's in our glass or plastic. So talk to me yes. about chemicals that are in env- our environment and what we can do to 
there are they are ubiquitous. Okay. We won't we won't avoid them completely, but we can avoid them to a great to a great degree, and that's important because some of them are what we call endocrine disruptors. That means they're sort of like false hormones. They might interact with your hormone receptors, but they do so in a in a harmful way. Um, some of them are linked to um, sex hormone related issues like right. infertility. Um, other which ones? Like what should we be on the lookout for? Well, a, a, a wide variety of them. Um, we've. T- you mentioned pesticides. There's another one called bisphenol A or BPA, which is used in the, the lining of a tin can. Okay. Um, what, what we used to call a tin can. In fact, there was a wild experiment done at Harvard. Researchers took in volunteers, and they asked them to have progresso soup. You know, vegetable soup. Yes. You know, you it's, it's, talk about this in well, the book. Well, progresso, you know, it's a good brand. It sounds vaguely Italian. In fact, the cans are a little bit bigger. Vaguely <laughs> Italian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I presume it's a made-up name, but, you know, yeah, I mean, it's... it. Progresso. It's, I, I believed it. Anyway, um, in the urine of the of the research participants, after having the soup for a week, they found BPA in their urine, bisphenol A in their urine. Where is it coming from? It's coming from the lining of the can. Um, it's When you look inside a can, you can see there's a little tan-colored lining. So you go to the store. Oh, by the way, BPA is linked to, to a, a number of, of issues, both for women and for men, and some of them more serious, like diabetes, but in the short run, things like low sperm counts and, okay. and others. Okay, so you go to the health food store, and you look at the cans of soup, and some of them are marked BPA-free. They don't have it, which is good. So you get a handful of them, and you go to the cashier, and you hand your credit card in, and, and you walk out with your credit card slip, but you're crumbling up, throwing away. Unbeknownst to you, yeah. the thermal paper that the credit card slip was printed on is coated with BPA, and it goes through your skin Ugh. into your bloodstream. Sure, so, you so, put it in your mouth. You know, you put chapstick on after you've touched. The, you know, you don't even think about yeah, it, or think about the cashier who's handling these you over know, and over. Exactly. So the answer is um, BPA-free cans, or just don't use canned soup. You can make your own soup. It's not. It's not rocket science. Um, and when she says, "Would you like to keep your receipt?" Say, "No, nah, could you just toss that for me?" Walk out the door. You have been plant-based for 30 or 40 years of your life. Take us through, what do you typically eat in a day? Okay. Um, Simple stuff, to tell you the truth. Um, For breakfast, it would be typically a big bowl of oatmeal, but I might put some cinnamon. I've got to flavor it up. Yes, yes. I like a little flavor, yeah. Sliced strawberries, bananas, or something like that. Once in a while, um, my substitute for bacon or sausage could be veggie bacon, veggie sausage, but sometimes I grill up some tempeh or tofu on a nonstick pan. Sounds wild if you're... If you're not used to this, yep. but you get hooked on this. It's the greatest thing in the world. Um, when I go out with friends, um, I would go to a sushi bar, but I wouldn't have the, the fish. fish sushi. I'd have the cucumber roll, sweet potato roll. Avocado roll. roll. Yeah. So good. Uh, miso soup, seaweed salad. Oh, I love miso Great soup. Great stuff. Um, Italian. I wouldn't have the Alfredo sauce. I'd have the... Tomato sauce, arrabbiata sauce, oh whatever, God, you, you know, lentil great... soup, minestrone. Um, just to tell you the truth, one of my favorites is Mexican. Um, big bean burrito loaded with jalapenos. I think they must have vitamin J in there or something, whatever, from the jalapeno. That, that's a joke, sorry. <laughs> there is no vitamin J. Um, or Chinese. I like your stand-up routine, too. Oh. Okay, yes. <laughs> or Chinese. Uh, rice dishes, tofu dishes, vegetable dishes. If you think international, all these countries have cuisine it beats the heck out of what I grew up with. I grew up right. in North Dakota. Roast beef, baked potatoes, corn. That every was day, every night, yeah. Except, well, Meat, potato, and a vegetable. Special huh? occasions, it was roast beef, baked potatoes, and peas. You know, that, that was about as cool as we got. 
Um, okay, obviously, you know, What the Health was one of the ways I think that you sort of skyrocketed to fame and popularity. But and the newest um, vegan sort of plant-based film is Game Changers. Yeah. Every time these films come out, you get a huge wave of resistance of of people. Right. Um, I don't know. I was talking to Chuck Carroll, who, who works with you, about Joe Rogan had on the guy John Wilkes, who did Game Changers. And then he had on Chris Kressler, who was arguing in favor of right. meat. And you got a lot of backlash when... And, um, what the health came out Why do you think I mean now we're hearing things Like plant based burgers Aren't really good for you Beyond meat isn't good for you What's your take on Beyond like beyond burger products Are they good Are they not And why do you think We're still reading So many conflicting stories I was saying to Chuck This morning There was one about eggs That oh you know Eggs if you eat five eggs Seven eggs a week You can have good Cardiovascular health right. We're still seeing so much Pro meat dairy yeah. Um, I think there's there's a reason why people will push back on a health message. The first reason, I think, is actually kind of a good reason, um, is that people are naturally suspicious of a new message. So if I say uh, a low-fat vegan diet might improve fertility, it might help you with your cramps, it might actually re- reduce cancer risk, I think people are, are right to be skeptical of that because you hear all kinds of nonsense all the time. And so that's why when I write a book like Your Body in Balance, I have to show the scientific evidence and really make a case because you don't want people to just believe any nonsense they hear. And so, there's a lot out there, right? I mean, there's a lot of... Yeah. yeah, there is. So I, I, yeah. so I guess what I'm saying is I think skepticism is a good thing. Okay. Um, however... Um, some of the skepticism is fueled by industry. Um, the meat industry and the dairy industry and the egg industry and the junk food industry, and there's a lot of them, have a lot of money, and they don't want to have their products challenged. So somebody, And I know this because my dad was in the cattle business when he was a young man, and my uncles and cousins are today. They're good, honest people, but, man, they're working at uh, protecting their products. So, so that's the not-so-good part. But now you asked about uh, some of these products, uh, like the Impossible yeah, Burger. You're hearing a lot now. Well, Beyond Meat, Beyond Burger, Possible burger. Lots of times these vegan products ha- are right. filled with more chemicals. Do you well, think there's any truth to that, or that's more of, you know, these industries, like you said, do have a lot to lose? They're always better than what they replace. I mean, you, you can't do worse than gotcha. a hunk of um, the butt of a cow that is put on a, a grill. I mean, frankly, or a ground up chicken. I'm, well, that's what it is. Um, and Oh, God. It, it, I know. Oh, chicken is so nasty. It's just so slimy and ugh. All of these things are bad. And, and, and the There is a reason why the world is changing. It's partly health. It's partly that people are concerned about the environment and realizing Mm. that animal agriculture is terrible. And I'm happy to say there are a lot of people of all ages who say, well, think about the animals themselves. And... I think our culture is is now ready to say maybe their suffering really does matter. So that's all a good thing. But what about, a, say, a veggie burger? Some of them um, are, well, they're always better than what they replace. Um, but some of them are fattier than, than others. And so I think of them as methadone. Um, a heroin addict goes to the methadone clinic and says, get me off my addiction. Sure. Give me some methadone. Um, so a meat eater who goes to a Beyond Meat burger. That's his methadone. That that's going to help him to break free from his addiction and eases the pain. Yes, yeah, yes. exactly. Be, I mean, it tastes like a burger, you know. And you can put pickles and ketchup on it, and it's fine. And they've got veggie sausage. I was in. I know, a, they're I really a, delicious. Actually, they're really it, good. Well, yeah. And um, I was in a hospital uh, about a week ago um, as a lecturer, and in the cafeteria they had a pork sausage and a veggie sausage right next to each other, identical. Identical, and they tasted identical. So the products are out there, and that's a great way to help people to 
to exit from uh, their addictions to meat. Um, the book is called Your Body in Balance. You, of course, can get it on Amazon, basically anywhere major books are sold. I just think the work that you're doing is fascinating. And I thought what I appreciated, too, is you make a note in here um, that, you know, if you are diagnosed with something like a cancer or diabetes, I like that you don't preach against um, Western medicine either. You know, you all you seem to say... Obviously, so much can change with going plant-based, but I liked that you said, look, there are things like, you know, chemo and radiation that are effective, but if you're doing plant-based, it's even more effective. Don't cancel your doctor's appointment. Don't throw away your pills. Work with your caregivers Mm. and uh, put it all together. But on the other hand, don't neglect the power of the body to heal because that's the most important thing of all, and foods can be a huge part of that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Dr. Barnard, you are such a treat. I could just talk to you forever, forever. Um, And where can people... So people that are skeptics need to come to your website. You've been doing this research. You run a nonprofit. You all are doing constant studies. Where and, And I think you addressed it, too. So many people out there fancy themselves as nutrition experts that really don't have the studying and the wherewithal that you and your team does. So where's the place that we can go to actually get real info? You know what I'm saying? I do. Because Um, I think you can get inundated with every little vlogger that's... Don't. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Um, Our website is pcrm.org. That stands for Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, pcrm.org. And we're all over social media. You are. And of course, you take questions from people all across the world. So thank you so much. It was just such a treat. And I can't wait. I love, love, love the book. It is a fabulous read. It's an easy read. It's so informational. So your body and balance, the new science of food, hormones and health. Thank you, Dr. (laughs) Bonnard. Thank you. That was awesome.